Hi, Marty. Um, Hi, thank you. Hi, it's so nice to chat to you again. So let me, me just too. give the listeners a, a brief introduction. So you're you're Ombre Maxis, and you create these these amazing, um, hilarious little animations that transform the everyday into something extraordinary. Um, you studied animation and illustration at San Jose State University, and you're based in LA. And um, and thank you for for coming on this. Um, thank you for chatting. Yeah, so, for sure. <laughs> let Let's talk about your. Um, your first animation um why the creation of the universe why mm -hmm. what is this what is significant about this animation yeah this one um is significant to me because it's i made it a long time ago i i made it in 2009 or 2008 or something like that um but this was i made it when i was still in college and it's kind of like the first animation where I, I was studying animation and doing a lot of um, class assignments and things like that. And in the animation school, we do like brick drops and walk cycles and sack pantomimes. These are all like, you know, classic animation, um, like learning how to 2D animate um, lessons. And, um, and then I finally like got uh, some animation software on my computer and then just made this on my computer really quickly in like a, a, a couple of days or something. And it was like my first time being like, oh, wow, I just, you know, animated a character just like that. And I, and I, and it was kind of like the first animation where it, it was my own sort of um, style. It, it's, it's most similar to like the kind of stuff that I do nowadays where it's a little bit just obscure and silly and random. Um, and the characters kind of feel like Ombre Mixtiz characters. So that's really like the, I'd say the first Ombre Mixtiz animation. Um, and it was really cool to see like when my first, first YouTube video uh, um, or the first augmented reality video went viral or whatever, it got uh, millions of views. And then people came back to my YouTube channel and then th that video started to like, um, get a lot of views too, and a lot of likes and a lot of comments. And it was just really kind of weird and cool to see people watching, you know, that old video and, and, and reacting to it. So was that the first video that you posted? Um, I'd had like a couple other ones, um, like just really bad little animations. And I think some like personal videos and but the, the, those are all hidden so it's i think it's the first one that's visible why do you think um it, it uh it captured people's imagination so much um well i'm not sure it did well i think it i don't know it just uh it just is like a it's just kind of stupid and silly um and you know the title leads you to think that it's something um extraordinary and then it's just a fart joke so um i don't know yeah it's kind of it was kind of it's kind of like a troll video but it's also just just stupid and silly and it kind of you know but then there's more to it because it's like maybe that is the creation of the universe 
maybe there's like you could have a whole religion based on the the cloud farting <laughs> so right. well, I don't know. it's kind of fun so was that the start of of your little quirky characters yeah yeah this the first the sort of animated little like with those feet and those eyeballs which is kind of like my signature character style nowadays i think got it okay well that well thank you for sharing that so mm -hmm. how about um the the um the rare speckled freeway yak mm -hmm, mm -hmm. foraging for so, bumberries yeah yeah the uh um well if i get this right you you asked me to um include or five animations this one's not an animation but five things that are significant in my my whole past or my whole lifetime right yes okay well that so yeah the this one is um kind of the first or no it's not the first cell drawing i did but it's the the first one i did a few cell drawings and then i took a job uh working on a movie doing storyboard work for a few years and then when i came back um i had some time off and decided to try and make some more of those cell drawings and then this was the first one back that led to you know 10 years later i'm uh still doing the same thing basically um and this one is just uh it was just fun a fun one that kind of opened a lot of doors for me where it's like oh yeah there's you know you can really play with the the perspective and the um you know, dimension and depth of, you know, having characters not just be, look like they're in an environment, but actually, you know, look like they're interacting with the environment or, you know, within the environment somehow. How did you get the idea to do that, Marty? Um, well, that, that like under the freeway area is um, right by my old house in Redwood City. And I uh, used to like walk under it every single day. And um, uh, I just always thought that it was a cool location for something. And, um, and then I drew, would draw in my sketchbook and I just drew this weird cow thing. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that the, the post is particularly like that interesting or, or creative or I don't know it's just the way that it um interacts with the background kind of just opened a, a big door for me like creative and, creatively taking it to the next step I think and you're using um a marker and, and white out on an acetate cell right yes exactly yeah yeah which which when you came to diff fest um you know, you you did a workshop and the kids were doing that, and it's so simple but yet so fun. Um, so I can I can see, you know, I mean, it captures definitely captures uh, my imagination, and I saw the children Thanks. really yeah. engaged. It, yeah, it's I think like the uh, concept, or because it's like available to everyone, basically, like most people have whiteout and a sharpie marker. Maybe not transparencies anymore, but they're still, you know, you can buy them at any office store and then you can make it. So it's not, 
it's not um it's within reach for everyone basically it's not like a fancy animation program or software that you need and did you see people responding to you telling you that they'd they'd done that themselves or is it more in the context of a ombre mexiki's workshop that they might do that um yeah i saw a bunch of people doing uh doing it not quite as many as i would think like most a lot of people there's like some classes some art classes or art instructors in other countries like some in, in germany and around the u.s that would send me like the, their kids class work they'd assign an assign an assignment uh to make a, an animation like one of my animations and that was always super fun to see just sometimes the the kids that are you know just not referencing any animations they've ever seen before they're just like a pure kind of random little ideas that they've they've come up with you know i feel like that that's like the funnest stuff to watch and then like sometimes like older kids will or adults will try to do that and they'll send me ones that are you know they're still fun and it's always cool to see but um a lot of times they'll be emulating other other cartoons and styles where the kids stuff is just like super pure and fun. Yeah, so so for sure you're you're definitely a big kid, right, Marty? Um, I guess so. I don't know. I think we all are so in some some extent. Yeah, definitely. I guess we can't all, all necessarily um, create with that kind of originality and, and uniqueness that you do. Um, but it's definitely, um, definitely very inspiring and fun. So, okay, this one just uh, really made me laugh. This laundry monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, the, the laundry monkey is the first uh, uh, animated cell animation that I ever made. So it was my first attempt at taking these still images that I'd been doing and then um, animating them. So I use this app on my phone called Stop Motion Studio Pro or Stop Motion Studio. Actually, when I shot this animation, it was with an older app that existed before this one, before Stop Motion Studio. But uh, both of the apps have um, onion skinning. So that's kind of like the secret to this animation is, or to the whole style is you, you take a photo and we you know hold the cell up in front of the camera, take a photo, and then the onion skin will show you where the last frame was. So you can line up and you know get your registration for the next cell correct. And you just hold it there and then take the next photo. Um, so that kind of opened the door to be able to animate these was having those apps on my phone where I could um, shoot the animations with registration and have them be readable. But when I first shot this one, I it was kind of just a test, just to like I was gonna I was gonna put them put the cells in a um, clear picture frame, like one of those plastic. Oh yeah, there's one up there. Oh well, but just a little picture frame, and then hold that up, and then swap out the cells, or not hold it up, but set it so it's sitting upright and then set the camera so it's looking through that um so but this was just a test to see if the cells would even work so i was just holding it with my hand and then once i 
watched the footage back, I was just like, my jaw hit the floor. I was so amazed at how clear it was and how it could actually read. Cause I didn't, I didn't have any idea if it would make sense or not. But then when I saw the, you know, the little monkey jumping around and it working with the, with the stop motion in the background, it was just this, this like kind of amazing moment of just like, wow, that looks so cool. And it works so well. And I, you know, and there's like reflections on uh, coming off the cell and my hands moving around and you'd think that it would just be unwatchable but um watching it back was uh was really cool that it worked and that wasn't even the one that i the, the final one was, was like four tries later when it got a lot that was that was super exciting and and from there kind of just took off like uh, I, I just decided to do one of those every day in in your home or in, with ordinary objects, um, like how did you decide where these animations would take place? Yeah, everywhere. It just it would just um, it start. It all starts in my sketchbook. I just come up with random ideas in my sketchbook, and then um, would uh, go wherever the wherever the idea needed to be shot, if it was possible. I, I definitely like started simply like started around my house and then kind of ventured out um a little later on kind of feel like i i did a, a an animation with everything even though i didn't but i you know i've i feel like i've gotten explored a lot of the realm of the possibility of um the cell animation over things so is um, augmented reality um, a, a compilation of, of all these these little animations? Um, yeah. and, and why was that your 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 choice? Yeah, I was just doing this all on Instagram and um, and Facebook, I guess too. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was gaining a bit of a following on Instagram, and I somebody I was at a bar in Santa Monica and somebody was like, you need to put your, you need to put these animations on a reel and send them to um, con uh, advertisement, the con advertising festival. It's like the, it's like the biggest like advertising festival in the world or something. And um, so I did that. I just cut them all together into a, into a little thing and put some music to it and put it on YouTube and like, not thinking anything of it. Like I was just going to show it to the, to the con people. And then one of my buddies put, posted it on, on Reddit. And I didn't know anything about Reddit at the time, but um, that just like catapulted it into the internet. And then it just, you know, got a, a crazy, amazing reaction from there. And like had like 4 million views in one weekend. And um you know, which I guess nowadays isn't like that as much as it was. It seemed, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, and I got a lot of, you know, crazy responses. And it was like during the days of all those um, those tech blogs, like Laughing Squid and Boing Boing. And I don't know, they're not really around that much anymore. I feel like everything's just moved on to different platforms. But um, those those used to have a huge reach and they like all posted my work and it was 
crazy to, you know, it all happened like all in one weekend. And then the next thing you know, I was in flying to um, Chile to shoot a seven up commercial with like 80 people on the set and, and uh, you know, going to animation festivals and things. So, so it was a, you know, a whirlwind a uh, few years. Well, that's an amazing story and um, well-deserved. I mean, it, it's the humor, I think, um, it is that goes with that animation. It's not just the, the, the imagination and the everyday, it's, it's the sense of humor. Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, nowadays I've, I feel like I struggle with that a lot because the, um, you know, that technique, there's so much texture and um, like rawness to the cell animation technique that um, that is missing when I do the animations digitally, um, which is how I'm doing most of my animations these days. Um, so yeah, a lot of times I struggle with like, you know, cause it's fun for me and that's kind of what matters is like, because the, the cell animation stuff, I, I felt like I explored the realm of possibilities that, that that had to offer. And I felt like it was holding me back at that point. And uh, I wasn't having as much fun doing it. It felt like I was doing, doing the cells to, you know, for, for someone else. So looking at the, the grumpy butter, so this is the mm -hmm. cells. Yeah, this isn't cells. Yeah, so that kind of segues into what I'm talking about is it, where this is like, um, you know, just like a clearer story and, a, you know, it's still like I'm like it still takes the exact same amount of animation skill and I'm, you know, I'm doing the stop motion and then I'm and then I'm hand drawing it on my Cintiq. It just doesn't it just is less like when the cell in the hand and the cell is in there it kind of implies a third person it implies like that i'm standing there creating this animation which is cool and it works for some animations but for some it's just nice to have a simple story that's clear and my hand's not in there and uh yeah it's just a you know just a simple gag and and i'm essentially doing a gag and using the real life as a just as the background instead of as a inter interact. I don't know. I, know. I, I totally, I get it, but I think it's very you, even though you're, you're not, your hand isn't physically there. It's the sense of humor and how you can just look at your fridge and look at your butter and mm -hmm. have this such, such a cute little story is uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, that, I think that's a fun kind of successful one, and it and the reaction has been very positive. And not even I mean, people don't even really notice for the most part that it's not with the cells anymore. I mean, some you know, some people do, but um, but there's always those those three original augmented realities or four or six. Or I don't know, however many there are um, that they can. Uh, go back and watch. <laughs> and I still do some cell ones from time to time if they're, um, if the story calls for it or if it's, if it would work really well with a cell. Um, but yeah, so it's been fun trying to like experiment with the, the realm of possibility with the digital animation. And, and it's been fun, like, cause I can really get into the animation and like 
with the cells, it would take, you know, it would take hundreds of sheets of cells and a lot of time inking and painting all the cells. Marty, just to finish off on on your on looking at your work, I do want to ask about the the your collaboration with Twenty Four Frames of Ginger because it is so mm -hmm. unique and so funny. Um, is is the collaborations with other creators something new or recent for you? Um, I've uh, done a few collaborations with. Uh, I did one with like Paper Boyo, who's a fun uh, Instagram artist who creates like. He does like these cool uh, silhouette cutouts with black construction paper and holds it up in front of things. But I've done like a handful of, of different collaborations and um, they're always fun. Yeah, I, re I really enjoy doing it. And it's nice to work with other people again because, you know, I've been so working by myself for years. How does that come about, this kind of collaboration? Like the, how did that, that one the tw with 24 Frames of Ginger happen? This one in particular was like his his um, animations were kind of like popping on on TikTok, and I saw one and just followed him and messaged him and um, just said, "Hey man, this is awesome! Like, would love to work or collaborate, work on something with you or something." And uh, and he checked out my work and he hadn't seen my animations before, but then he um, he checked it out and was stoked to do a collaboration so and it was really cool he was really excited to do it and um and we just like worked really well together like it took a while to get started we had the idea to do the collaboration and then it like we we're like all right if you think of an idea just let me know and then um you know like a month or so went by and then i finally was like okay i'm gonna figure out what what to do here yeah just just kind of came up with a loose idea. And then I, I, I basically just handed him the first part of the animation and the last part of the animation where I draw the character and then it jumps off the, off of the sketchbook. And then, and then the last one where, um, where I dropped the character back into the sketchbook, I handed that to him and then he just went wild with it and did his thing, which is, you know, all around um, oh yeah, that was one of the one of the catalysts for how it got started. He was like, "I'm in New York right now. There's a bunch of like really cool areas to do an animation, so this is a good time if you." So that's why I did that. Got you know, kind of got the kick in the butt to make it happen then. And then, uh, yeah, he did his, and we went back and forth on like timing, like figuring out just getting the frames just right. And then he did the sound effects, and then I did just to overlap of my um little like gremlin noises on top of that and then the turn it turned out really good it didn't do as well as i was hoping on on social media it didn't get as much like views as i was hoping for but you know i'm i'm happy with it and he was happy with it so it was cool we might do another one too which would be fun I think uh, you should be happy with it. It's it's amazing, and and um, so let's talk about. So thank you for for talking us through those pieces. That was uh, really really amazing. So let's mm -hmm. talk about social media. Um, mm -hmm. And you've you've uh, got a following like over a hundred thousand on Instagram, and you're on Facebook, and on TikTok, and on YouTube, and on Tumblr. And how how do you um, 
And I know you said earlier that you kind of put your content across the platforms. You don't, and you do everything yourself, which is amazing because, because I'm sure you're right. Other, other creators maybe have people helping them with this, but what is your approach to social media and, and how important is it in what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, it's everything for what I do right now. I'm not, I'm not posting, I'm not, you know, storing up ideas and publishing them elsewhere. You know, it's just, it's all goes out on social media, which is, can be hard at times because sometimes you just, you feel like you work so hard on something and it just sinks or just goes out into the void and you don't, you don't get anything in return. Um, but it's, you know, it's great because it's, um, it's basically just a calling card. So, you know, everyone who knows me and is working on projects is, is um, following me. And if they, if I'm posting and if they see, you know, something that sparks an idea or makes them go, oh, we could, Ombre McSteez, we can use him on this project or, oh, he'd be great for that. So, you know, in a way, social media is like, it seems like it's like nothing is, happening like it's going out into the void but actually you're keeping all of your network like like kind of cued into what you're doing and and letting them know you're still there kind of like yeah. you're like you're handing out a business card every time you post yeah that, that's a nice uh, a nice uh, metaphor <laughs> and um, so you recently, well, not recently, well, recently-ish, uh, went on to TikTok and, and you said that's going really well for you. What if you, yeah. what, what's different uh, or, or um, is it exciting for you to start a new platform and, and what's exciting for you about TikTok, let's, for example? Yeah, that's an that's a interesting uh, subject because, yeah, TikTok is like blown up, you know, obviously globally and I just passed uh, 150,000 followers on TikTok. So it's like my biggest platform now. Um, but the reason why it's so you like powerful in getting people to look at your content is because it's like everyone, everyone, most people that use TikTok are using it to create something. Whereas Instagram is like people are posting their lives. So and when the way people use TikTok is like, they're not looking on it, they're not looking at it to catch up with friends or to see what their friends are up to. They're looking at it to be entertained. So the, so the posts that's, you know, surface to the, to the top or the, to the for you page are the ones that get a lot of reaction or engagement or are really entertaining, which is what keeps people on the app. Why it's so addicting because you go on TikTok and your feed, which has like been curated to exactly the things that you like just based on watch time and whatever their crazy algorithm is so you know if you if your post does well it's getting seen by people that are interested in animation or you know that, that might be closer to your audience because they're the algorithm and it's getting seen by everyone because no one's no one's looking at who they're following they're all looking at the stuff that's being curated for them um, I mean, some people do look at who they follow, but it's mostly you're looking at the, the curated stuff. So like when a post does well on TikTok, it does really well like this. You know, I posted one yesterday that has almost a half a million views already and uh, getting a lot of followers. 
just from that one post. Um, so it's super powerful for creators because it's kind of built for getting um, creative, entertaining stuff to rise to the top and be seen by people who want to see it. So, you know, it's, it's the hard part about social media is you have to like keep up with all the different trends and things like that. And I'm not very good at it, but I'm still learning. So Marty, I want to ask you last question. Um, what, what would be a dream project for you? What would you love to do next? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I've, this the last few years, I've like been exploring um, sort of longer form things, like pitching ideas, uh, pitching TV shows and things like that. Like um, I've had this TV show I've been working on for a while and I've, you know, pitched it to everyone, not everyone, but, you know, like Netflix and all those people. And it's just really frustrating to not be able to, show people what I'm talking about and just trying to convince them that it's a fun idea. And it's kind of also like not, doesn't come very natural to me to write like longer form narratives. So, you know, I've come, I've had a few ideas for things like that. And um, what I'm realizing is I, I'm actually, I really like to work more on developing my, my social media and like becoming better at um making that work on its own and i think it's you know like i need i need to um create some repeatable some more like repeatable characters or some you know characters that because i've made one character called may whoop and like the tiny drunk elephant and things like that and those the character when you have a repeatable character it really resonates with people and um and people really latch onto it and really you know become fans of of that of that character and so you know i think kind of experimenting with more of that and you know tying it into um some cool merchandise and and kind of doing this like i'm kind of recommitting to like this social media hustle i guess um because i think it could be fun and very rewarding and it is a lot of work but especially with like the NFT thing, like you're seeing like a lot of ways for creators to make, you know, decent money. So, you know, we're not just relying on um, ad revenue from YouTube, the pennies that come in, you know, from TikTok or Instagram. Uh, there's other ways um, that are becoming more accessible and, you know, yeah, so it's exciting to just try and navigate that world and try and figure out how to how to make it work for me and not have a, a regular job and then you know not deal with like pitching to creative executive creative executives yeah. well marty that was that was amazing thank you so much thank you for yeah, sharing your, for sure. your thinking Anytime. and 